Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, the Democrats are not playing games. Um, you need to be warned. Warned. You need to spread the word. You need to Paul revere yourself everywhere. They are not kidding around. You know what HR1 is? Have you heard about this? It's not human resources one. It's not a class you take in uh, your first year at college. It's House uh, the House Bill one. House Resolution one. They're looking to pass. HR one. Have you heard what's in this thing? Ha! Wait till we get into that. Today's show is going to be loaded. Ladies and gentlemen, get a VPN today. Thousands of my listeners have secured their online presence today with a VPN. How? By going to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I got that today. I got a loaded show. Um, I've also got now some data for you and some evidence to show you how this third party Patriot Party thing would work and how it wouldn't work, and why even President Trump is moving away from it. Stack show today. Uh, again, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Today's show brought to you by, you hear them every day at the beginning of the show. You know them, you love them, our friends at ExpressVPN. Why? Why do you love them? Because our listeners want to secure their online activity. Why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? Maybe you thought, hey, it's America. We have free speech and privacy laws. Ha! Ah! We had free speech. <laughs> it's not funny. It's sad. And so you hesitated getting a VPN. Perhaps you believe Trump and Congress wouldn't allow big tech to censor and spy on you. So you didn't act. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you this. With Democrats in charge of the government and your liberty under attack from everywhere, there's never been a more important time to protect your digital rights. That's why me and thousands of my listeners choose to secure our online data by using ExpressVPN. Don't wait. You believe uh, you think a VPN isn't for you? You're wrong. It's not fine to have to not have one. It's not okay. Sadly, that's no longer true with the recent actions taken by big tech to control our digital lives. You can't trust the big tech companies. Are you confused about how it works? ExpressVPN is an app for computers and smartphones. It encrypts your network data and reroutes it through a secure server. That means you can use your internet more anonymously without having your activity tracked. Just click one button. It's that easy. That's why I use it. You think VPNs are complex and only for tech experts? Take it from me. They're not. With ExpressVPN, you launch the app by tapping just one button to protect yourself. Seriously, it's that simple. I trust ExpressVPN to protect my online uh, data because they're rated number one. They stand for my values. Now's the time for you to take a stance. Take back your privacy at ExpressVPN.com com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get an extra three months free. Go today, expressvpn.com slash Bongino right now. All right, let's go. Nobel today because of uh, something I'll tell you about in a couple of weeks. It's no big deal, by the way. I didn't mean to like stir everybody up. You say, I had an announcement in a couple of weeks. I just, um, something's going on. I, I can't share right now for obvious reasons, but in a couple of weeks, I will be able to tell you why the show looks a little different today. There's no fan in the background. So if I get a little like greasy and sweaty today, like I'm in an MMA match, it's because there's no fan. Hey, um, let me get to this HR one thing. And then uh, Paula, should I talk about that bagel story too? Maybe I'll tell <laughs> Don't miss the bagel story coming up after this. This is one of the most important stories I can hammer into your cerebral cortex. It'll be up at the show notes. Go to Bongino.com slash newsletter to access the show notes. Please read this today. Phil Klein, Real Clear Politics. Democrats have released a roadmap to one party rule. If you don't know about HR1 and what the Democrats are trying to pass as it's number it's labeled number 1 for a reason, it's their first priority. You better know because we will never win an election again ever. 
we will be relegated to living in uh, versions of uh, New York City under Comrade de Blasio in, throughout the entire country. What's in this H.R. 1 disaster? The Democrats are going to try to ram through Congress and the Senate. And given how many weak need Republicans we have in the Senate right now, I'm not even sure this thing will be stopped like it was in the last session. What's in this disaster? Well, let's go to screenshot number one, but I encourage you again to read the entire piece in the show notes, word for word. Well, you know, Congress, they want to change and nationalize elections. I thought we had national elections now, Dan. We vote for president. No, no, states determine how elections are conducted in their states, according to our Constitution. And Congress can't technically compel the states to change their voting laws. This is from the piece. But seasoned politicians know that the states have become dependent on federal money. The cheese, the federal cheese. They become dependent on federal money to run their elections and can't afford to pick up the tab themselves. To make matters worse, H.R. 1 declares that Congress possesses the ultimate supervisory power over federal elections, an extraordinary usurpation of governmental authority that the founders specifically assigned to the states. Let me walk you through how this works, okay? So liberal totalitarian authoritarians who would love nothing more than to institutionalize voter fraud across the country and to decimate any voter security measure anywhere, you know, signature verification, voter ID, liberals hate that stuff. They can't stand that stuff because it creates free and fair elections and they can't stand that. So what they want to do is they want to nationalize the election and they want liberals in the Congress and the Senate to write new election laws that all 50 states or what, 57 if you're Barack Obama, all 57 of Barack Obama's states would have to follow. And those new election laws would not be the ones you'd like. They wouldn't be ones that would lead to great elections, free and fair elections, elections we can all believe in. They would be elections like the ones we've had some in the past at the local level and some at the national level. We'd be like, wait, 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 wait. Sounds like there was something going on there. Well, what are some of the things they want to do? Wait, before I get to the second screenshot, what are some of the things they want to do and how are they going to do it? I'll get to that. But the way they want to do it is genius. And by genius, I mean genius on the sad spectrum, not on the happy, happy, joy, joy, Ren and Stimpy spectrum. Did I just say sextrum? May have been a Freudian slip. It's been a while. Actually, hasn't, right? She's like... <laughs> <laughs> the kid is back. Had a little rough day yesterday. I got a lot of compliments on the show. But they want to compel the states the same way they did it with Obamacare. Because they can't constitutionally demand that states run an election the way the liberals and the federal government want them to. No ballot security measures, no signature verification, no questions, no nothing. They'll be like, hey, be a real shame if your bagel store burned down. You know how the mob does it when they when they when they want tribute from the local stores? I know I used to work in a location in a mob neighborhood. They come in and go, you know, listen, you owe us a couple of thousand dollars a month. No, I don't. Be a real shame if your place burned down. That's what the federal government's going to do. You're going to say, hey, you know, I want to change your state election laws. Well, we can't compel you. Be a real shame if the federal money we gave you dried up. Huh? So what do they want them to do? Screenshot number two. For example, HR1 would allow ballot harvesting on steroids. Well, that doesn't sound good. People showing up at your house, not representatives of the state or the election board collecting ballots. That sounds like it could open, open up the system up to corruption. Huh? Voters would, for the first time, have the ability to print out their ballots at home. <laughs> what? 
creating a gaping security hole that could be easily exploited by either domestic or foreign interests. The legislation also allows third parties to collect ballots from an unlimited number of absentee voters and submit them through ballot drop boxes, dramatically increasing the risk that vulnerable Americans could be bully bribed or blackmailed for their votes without the protection of election workers. Who are the double digit IQ geniuses who thought of the idea that, hey, I've got an idea. Let's let people print out ballots at home. Gee, nothing could go wrong there. Maybe you got the names of a thousand people, you know, haven't voted in six or seven election cycles. You're sitting at your home computer. You get some kind of login credentials. Boom, print out a few ballots, drop them in a ballot box where there's no one there to verify. It's actually the voter dropping it off in the ballot box. What could possibly go wrong? Who knows? Print ballots at home. That sounds like just a wonderful idea. If this sounds asinine, you're probably a person who has, uh, again, an IQ that cracks the triple digit range. Ballot harvesting. Then you want people after they've printed the ballots at home. You want other people who don't even work for the government or not election officials to go out, the party operatives, to collect the ballots that were printed at home. I, I, that should, you wouldn't do that in a, in a court case where the chain of custody for evidence would be broken, but you'll do it to determine national elections. Sounds like a genius plan. Well, what else do they want to do under H.R. 1? By the way, hat tip to Tucker Carlson as well, who addressed this last night on his show. Well, under the rules, back to the real clear piece outlined in H.R. 1, election observers wouldn't even be able to challenge the legitimacy of ballots without written documentation, making it virtually impossible to document or detect election irregularities. Ah, Again, ladies and gentlemen, what could possibly go wrong? Print them at home. Drop them in a box anonymously. Don't worry if they're not anonymously dropped in a box. A ballot harvester who works for the Democrat Party will come and pick it up. We don't even know it's you who printed the ballot to even know it's your voter registration form. This is where it's going. You've been warned. Again, we're not supposed to talk about this, remember? Liberals are demanding with their media totalitarian Soviet Pravda friends are demanding we don't talk about election integrity anymore. Why is that? I covered this in the opening of yesterday's show. Why is George Stephanopoulos, where in the opening of yesterday's show, we played the clip of him and Rand Paul. Why are people like George Stephanopoulos, who pretends hilariously to be a journalist? He's not. I mean, he's obviously a partisan activist. That's obvious and a bad one at that. Why are they so concerned and terrified anytime Republicans like Rand Paul or others say, hey, listen, the election's over, but I think for future elections, it would be a good idea that we institute further ballot security measures to make sure that people who've had doubt in elections in the past don't have doubts going forward. Let me, can I ask you a serious question, like to the same people in my audience, which is the majority of you, except for the lunatic liberals and the media don't matter lunatics that listen to my show. What's crazy about that? Producer Joe, I know you're on mute here, but you can, it's not on mute purposely. It's a long story. Again, I'll get to it in a couple of weeks, but do me a favor, even though I can't see you and I know you're on mute, can you nod your head? Is that a crazy question, Producer Joe? I'm envisioning Producer Joe's nodding his head. No, no that doesn't sound crazy. Wait, hold on. Joe, I'm going to, can you come off mute a second? I need you just to confirm it. 
Is that a crazy question? Like maybe going forward, we should institute solid ballot security measures just to make sure that the people who are listed on the voter registration forms are the one actual are the ones actually voting. Because if even like a small percentage of America doubts the outcome of an election, it's probably a bad thing. Joe, is that a good idea to institute ballot security measures? You think that's the same question? Yeah, that's very, it'd be, it'd be a really good idea. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. You can go back. <laughs> Again, you'll understand that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I missed Joe during the show. Think that'd be a good idea, folks? Again, please read the whole piece. Again, and ask, I'm sorry. You know, I hate asking stuff. And yes, I people, oh, don't apologize. You're sure. No, I feel it. I don't like asking stuff. Please go to my email list. I need direct communication with you, ladies and gentlemen. I have to be able to bypass all of these tech tyrants. Please go to my email list and sign up and go to other email lists too. It's not just about me. Go to Bongino.com slash newsletter today. Subscribe. It's obviously free. We will not spam your inbox. You have my word. Bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter is the show notes. That's where you can read excellent articles like the one I just discussed. I give you like five or six of my best articles of the day. Bongino.com slash newsletter. How many we have, Paula? New ones, like 100,000 new ones. So thank you. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Read that real clear piece, the entire one, before I move on. It's really important. Joe, it's Joe on my, on my phone, by the way, in case you wondered why he said it's not his audio. He's an audio producer. That's my phone on speaker. All right, moving on. Um, liberals are... <laughs> Liberals are absolutely clawing at their faces today. They're good at that stuff. You know, liberals love to freak out. You know, I don't recall any of this from us. You know, when when Barack Obama was elected and then uh, tragically reelected, the most corrupt president in U.S. history, I don't recall um, conservatives clawing at their faces, screaming at the skies, um, demanding the New York Times and the Washington Post be canceled. I don't recall that because, you know, uh, absent like a fringe element, a mainstream conservatives and solid patriots out there uh, and, and people out there who want to fight for liberty and freedom. They actually have jobs and things to do um, so they don't spend their time clawing at their faces, screaming about every single thing um, that Barack Obama did, demanding everyone be canceled. So what happened yesterday? Check this out. President Trump, in the first uh, message we've seen from him, a significant message since he has left office, Donald J. Trump sent out a uh, email press release to his followers. I got this yesterday from the office of the former president. <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. I know this is too much, way too much sarcasm in today's show. I'm laughing because this is great and liberals are losing their minds. So he sent out this statement from the office of the former president, basically acknowledging that, hey, we'll be managing President Trump's correspondences and you'll be hearing from us in the future. There's a couple of things I want to address here. Number one, it proves my point about the tech tyrants, that no matter what you do, patriots in this country, real patriots who believe in liberty and freedom and big R, God-given rights for everyone, they are going to find the message. You are not going to, you can kick them off Twitter, you can kick President Trump off Facebook, Instagram, Sprout or whatever platform, whatever hell the Snapchat. I, I don't. I, I had a side. I haven't used it in forever. You can do that, but we will always find a way to get the message out. Always. Number one. Number two. Why were the liberals freaking out that President Trump established a new office of office of the former president? <laughs> because they want to shut him up, and they realize there's nothing they can do 
to keep the beach ball underwater. If you're a leftist, put yourself in their shoes with a because you're a leftist, you're obviously a totalitarian and an authoritarian. That's your thing. Um, you don't respect free speech. You don't believe in uh, big R, God-given rights. You believe in states' rights. You, uh, in the, excuse me, in the rights of the state, not the rights of the people. And those rights are oppressive. You can't have opposing voices. And the fact that they've done everything in their power to silence President Trump and have had absolutely no luck is driving them wild. They claw at their faces and rage every day. They scream at the sky because they're immature little wuss bags who sit in their basement who can't stand to be argued with. That's why they're the worst debaters on planet Earth on cable news. Because they're losers with no real ideas. And when they can't suppress an opposing thought and they decide they have to confront it, confront it in debate because they can't suppress it anymore, they freak out and do the face claw. More news about President Trump. And I'd like to say I'm a little bit ahead of the curve on this, not as a back padding exercise. But just to warn you about strategy going forward, folks, strategy matters. If you can tell me a space where strategy doesn't matter and emotions matter more, I'm open to it. From the Epic Times today, what am I getting at? More again, more news from the President Trump camp. I want to make sure I have my block set together in the show. We finished the A block about the election, HR1. We're on to former President Trump, what he's up to. Epic Times. Trump team disavows the newly formed MAGA Patriot Party. Zachary Steiber. Again, the story will be up in my show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter. Please check it out. Folks, we're a little bit ahead of this. Again, this isn't an I told you so. Who cares? Who cares who told you what? But I'm never going to lie to you on this show. I'm not going to do it. I know there are things I could say that make people feel good. But those things and some of those things that would make people feel good are, in fact, misrepresentations. And I refuse to get into that. I warned you that the idea of a patriot party is a, one of the worst ideas I have ever heard because it doesn't comport with simple math. I keep getting emails. They're very limited. I think I've convinced roughly 90% of people how bad of an idea this is. But there's still about 10%, and that's okay, who email me. We have our email out there for you to, you know, the show's for you, so I like to hear from you. And I don't mind contradictory emails. But I'm still getting emails back from people. I'm done with the Republican Party. I'm not voting Republican anymore. Well, I, I can't respond back to all of you, but I ask a simple question back. Because uh, let me frame it better. The, the, the email I get back is more of, I'm not voting Republican anymore. They're all losers. Well, I want to respond back. And I'm sorry, I can't respond back to all of you. But imagine if you email me that my email back would read like this. Then why do you keep voting for losers? I'll let you stew on that for a second. We have a primary process where we can pick winners. How do you think we got Donald Trump? Oh, that's right. To a Republican Party primary. But why didn't Donald Trump run third party like he had entertained decades ago with the reform party? Remember that? The reform party? I think he was considering running for governor of New York, Donald Trump. Why didn't he do that again? The answer is because he's not stupid. And the same reason Donald Trump is disavowing the Patriot Party now. Why? Let's look at this poll. Hat tip, just the news. Source, RMG Research. Here's a recent poll about the Patriot Party. I'm not trying to offend you or be a jerk. Please don't take this the wrong way. The math doesn't work. It is not a strategy. What 
arena do you know where strategy doesn't matter and emotion wins? I want to win the basketball game, coach. Just go out there and will it. It doesn't work that way. You need a strategy. The box and one, whatever. We're going to run a two, three. We're going to run the zone. We're going to get the ball to Jordan. Whatever you're, you need a strategy. Emotion is great. I love it. It should motivate you to formulate a strategy, but a strategy for failure is not a strategy. Leave this up. Look at this poll. This should be, this should permanently put to bed any notions that there is any strategy whatsoever involved in a Patriot party that would be successful. So they ask people, this is the question. Suppose President Trump left the Republican Party and formed the Patriot Party. In the 2024 presidential election, would you be likely to vote for the Republican candidate, the Democratic candidate? I'm changing that. The Democrat candidate, not them, but nothing Democratic about him. Or the Patriot Party candidate or some other candidate? Here are the numbers, folks. 17% Republican would vote Republican in the 2024 presidential. 46% Democrat. 23% would vote Patriot Party, 14% other. You have any idea how many people on social media platforms, because I follow this stuff and elsewhere, an email sent this to me going, Dan, this is a great success. Look at this. The Patriot Party would get more votes than the Republicans. Yes, and you would lose by 23 points in an election. The Democrats get 46%. The presidential election's a plurality vote. How is this a success? I again I'm I I'm just I know I'm only speaking to 10% of the audience, so the other 90% probably fairly so are like, Dan, we don't need this segment again. No, we do. Because we need those 10%. We will never win an election again nationally if even 10% of the Republican Party says, I'm out, I'm never voting again because Republicans suck. I'm with you. The overwhelming majority of Republicans do suck bad. Moose thingies. I drives my wife crazy when they. I. What do I tell you? The golden rule is of politics. Most Republicans are really Democrats, but no Democrats are really Republicans. I get it. They suck. But you know what would suck worse? Losing every single election with a great candidate who ran under a Patriot Party banner when they could have won in the Republican Party platform in a primary. That would really suck. You can't argue to me, hey, I'm tired of voting for losers. Then why are you voting for losers? Get a quality Republican candidate in a primary a Jim Jordan for Congress, a Donald Trump for president, get a quality candidate and vote for them in the Republican primary and we won't have losers. But I can tell you how to guarantee to vote for losers. Why are you scrolling that thing? You're like, you test this. Paul is like test the new equipment. No scrolling. No, no scroll. It's like that line in the American president. No jumping, Mr. President. You then stop voting for to get you are guaranteed to vote for a loser in the Patriot Party. There is no math to win. We do not have a parliamentary system. Ladies and gentlemen, we have winner-take-all elections. They take everything. And we do not have proportional representation. If the Patriot Party gets 23%, 23% of Congress will not be the Patriot Party. You know what percent will be the Patriot Party? Zero. Because it's winner-take-all. And the winner will be the Democrat every time at 40 to 50% while we split the vote. I'm begging you as a friend of yours, as someone who is here 
with you in this fight who puts my money and my sweat behind my efforts. Please, please dump this. I'm telling you and I'm warning you, this is a grifting, ex- this is a grifting exercise. People out there are trying to make money. They're going to start sending you emails. Donate to the Patriot Party. Even Trump is saying, don't do this. It's a disaster. The answer is simple. I don't want to vote for Republican losers. Yes, I'm with you. Then let's stop voting for losers in the primary. Because the guaranteed loser, and I don't mean loser character-wise, but loser will be the Patriot Party candidate every time. I'm sorry I was a little passionate passionate, uh, uh, about this topic. But strategy matters everywhere in life. Why you would abandon it now? Where In your job, have you ever gone to your job and said, hey, I've got this new product. It's a flux capacitor. There's going to be a huge market for it. We're going to be billionaires. What's your strategy? We're just going to tell people how great it is and get them emotionally attached to it. That may be a good marketing plan, but you haven't addressed anything about how you're going to build it, market it, how you're going to get your employees trained. You haven't addressed anything. You have no strategy at all. That's what this is. It's an emotional play on disaffected Trump voters like me, and I don't want you to fall for it. And by the way, it also explains why the Democrats are moving forward with this impeachment trial. What does that have to do with this Patriot Party? Gosh, this segment was supposed to be two minutes. I'm sorry. I haven't even gotten to my second spot yet. But it's the most important segment I can do to stop us from walking off a cliff. This is why they want the impeachment to go forward, this ridiculous impeachment trial. They want to get some Republicans on the record to vote to have Trump uh, to have Trump convicted in the Senate trial that's coming up February 9th through the second impeachment. So why? So grifters can go out there. The Democrats are playing the grifters. Grifters will go out there and go, let's get rid of Mitt Romney. Yes, let's absolutely get rid of Mitt. The worst senator right now we have, the worst. But there's a way to get rid of Mitt Romney. There's a process for it. It's called the primary. It's not hard to do. Mike Lee did it in Utah where he got rid of another... Uh, old uh, Republican establishmentarian. Whether you're a fan of Lee or not, that's how he did it. There's a process. They're doing this impeachment to get you to start this Patriot Party in response to where a few Republicans that may vote to convict President Trump. It's a scam. <sighs> All right, deep breaths. All right, let me get to my second sponsor because I got a uh, I got a lot of news. Today's going to be one of those news heavy days, kind of like our Friday, but I got a lot to get through. So let's get to my second sponsor today. I trust and will. We all know we need, uh, uh, we all know we need one, but what, excuse me. We all know we need one, but most of us put off creating a trust or a will because it sounds complex, expensive. Now it doesn't have to be. Thanks to our online estate planning experts at trust and will. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple. Listen, I just did this and I got to tell you, uh, it's super, super easy at trustandwill.com. Super easy. Not only easy, but convenient and secure. That's what you need. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children. Determine who gets your stuff. It's important, right? Plan for your future medical care for all from the comfort of your own home. Hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands. And sometimes they use a one-size-fits-all template, which is not nearly specialized enough for you and your needs. Trust and will documents are designed by estate planning experts and customized for the state you live in. And with live customer support seven days a week, trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions you have while setting up your plan. They were there for me. 
Super easy to use. Trust and Will's the most trusted name in online estate planning. They're the category leader on Trustpilot, and they've helped thousands, hundreds of thousands of people protect their families, their assets, and their legacy. Get peace of mind today. That's priceless, right? Go to trustandwill.com slash Bongino and get a nice 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Don't wait another minute. Go now. This is really important. Get 10% off plus free shipping today at trustandwill.com slash Bongino. Trustandwill.com slash Bongino. Go today. Don't wait. All right. Thanks, Trust and Will. We appreciate it. This is an important story, a very important story. It's a quick one, but you need to hear about it. It'll be again up at the show notes, um, bongino.com slash newsletter. Daily Caller, my good friend Henry Rogers, who writes great pieces over there. So the Democrats want to scrap the filibuster. In other words, they want in the United States Senate the ability with just 51 votes, which they would technically have if Kamala Harris was the tiebreaker, uh, which because we're split 50-50 now, they want to be able to pass anything with 51 votes not the filibuster-proof uh, 60. Well, Kirsten Cinema from Arizona, who's a Democrat, said yesterday, this is big news, that she will not support eliminating the filibuster and, quote, she is not open to changing her mind. Folks, this is big news. Um, listen, I, on this note, too, I hear a lot of people and uh, I get a lot of communications and I read a lot of uh, social media traffic because I like to keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on. I, there's a few folks out there who are like, well, cinema's great. You know, uh, Republicans, that is. She's one of it. Listen, she's not one of you. She is in a red state trying to be a purple state and she's voting her constituents uh, needs and desires. They, they, people in Arizona don't want the filibuster scrap, but let's not lionize her either. Good. Congratulations. Thanks for standing on your principles. But Again, just going back to the prior story, not to beat a dead horse, I don't see the logic ever in starting a third-party spinoff, which will guarantee Democrats win elections forever. And then simultaneously, some of the same folks on social media praising Kirsten Sinema be like, oh, I'd consider voting for her. If you, we're not voting for any Democrats. Remember the golden rule. While most Republicans are really Democrats, uh, no Democrat, none are really Republicans, none of them. They will always, always, when the chips are down, always. Always support the Democrats when they need them. This was an easy vote for her, but good. She's not going to support the filibuster. So good news. All right, let's get into the buyer remorse, buyer's remorse section. This is important. We're seeing this already. There is an article I have in the show notes today from PJ Media that uh, Joe Biden is the worst one week president um, in the history of the United States. I will have to ring the bell on that one. That is absolutely correct. There are a few people who've done more damage in a week's time and the buyer's remorse right now is everywhere. And please don't be suckered. Like I said, don't be suckered by by cinema. I'm sure she's a wonderful person. I'm glad she did the right thing. We are not voting under any circumstances for Democrats. It is not going to happen. I can't tell you what to do. I'm just saying we in my, I, I'm strongly suggesting you ignore that. Don't get suckered in either by the, you know, Joe Biden, he was at a press conference yesterday. He was so great. He was so nice. Look at him. I, I've seen very little of that. But there's some of it like, oh, my gosh, look, he treated the Fox News reporter. So the guy's destroying the country in just a week. Here's the evidence of the buyer's remorse happening already. So there's a Twitter account from this uh, union group, Liuna, L-I-U-N-A. So here's a tweet uh, pre-election about Joe Biden. This union group They said, Joe Biden's one of us. He knows firsthand the trials and tribulations faced by working men and women across the country. Really? I don't, I'm not sure he does. 
Well, what, working men and women are cutting deals with the mayor of Moscow and the Chinese government? They're, they're big guys everywhere? He says, yeah, they say, oh, he knows the trials and tribulation of us working men and women across the country. We can count on Biden to stand with us on issues of critical importance to Layuna members and their families. Hashtag Layuna for Biden. Layuna votes. Wow. Biden is, quote, uh, dreaded air quotes, folks. Biden is one of us. He, he is. You sure about that? So now they get Biden elected and there seems to be a little bit of buyer's remorse. Here's a recent tweet from the Layuna folks. Quote, pipeline construction has been a lifeline for many Layuna members across the country. The anticipated decision to cancel the Keystone Pipeline, it's been canceled, will kill thousands of good paying union jobs. Hashtag pipelines are lifelines. Energy. You understand, again, why yesterday and today, yesterday I discussed the constrained versus unconstrained visions, why the liberal and conservative spheres spheres of, of, of ideological spheres are completely divorced from one another, and there's no overlap at all, and why I discussed today the Patriot Party. What's the common thread to both of those stories yesterday, and how does it tie into this? Well, yesterday I, I mentioned again how Liberals have this unconstrained view of humankind that if we just got extra smart people in government to rule over your lives, that these extra smart people can do all the nice things we talk about. Healthcare for all, education for everyone, equity everywhere. Unconstrained. Conservatives have a constrained view of humankind that we're all sinners. We're fallen. And that the only way to a more just and prosperous society is to allow individuals to have nearly limitless liberty within the constraints of the law and to stop other people from empowering themselves over your lives because they don't know anything about your lives. They're constrained. They're sinners. They'll do what's best for them, not for you. What does that have to do with this story? Liberals thrive on emotion. They quietly know it's a stupid idea that giving your money to the government can be better spent on you than if you spent it on yourself. Why? Because liberals do everything they can to avoid paying taxes. If they really thought paying taxes was a beneficial public good, they would volunteer extra money to pay taxes. But did you notice they never do it? Why? Because they know they're flushing their money down the toilet and they don't want to waste their time. So if they don't actually believe what they're saying, why do they say it? Because it sounds good. The government's going to save you. Government unemployment checks. It's your money. It sounds good. They thrive on emotion to take power from you and get control of your money. And they leverage emotion. This is what they're trying to do now with this Patriot Party. They're trying to get you to not think strategically and do what liberals do. They're trying to to get you to vote on emotion by cleaving the Republican Party and being like, yeah, Patriot, let's do it. Patriot Party, this is great. Screw the Republicans. The best way to screw the Republicans is to take the party you started back. Don't get involved. That's what these Leona Leona people did. They stopped thinking strategically. Just like this Patriot Party movement and people who who don't understand the difference between the constrained and unconstrained vision. Conservatives who believe in a constrained government understand strategy. Individual liberty matters. matters. People know better what to do with their money than the government does. Once we start falling into these emotional traps, you get kicked right in the teeth like the Leona people did. They believe Joe Biden. 
Joe Biden was, oh, he was so nice. He came up, he, he, he sniffed everybody's hair, he massaged their shoulders. He told everybody in the union, oh man, I'm in it for you. Union jobs, man. Union jobs, equity. I'm all about labor. Blue collar Joe, lunch bucket Joe, the Scranton kid. And then the minute he got in office, week number one, he, he, fi- he had them all fired, basically. Cancels the Keystone Pipeline. Thousands of them are out of work. You don't believe me? Here's one of the workers right here. Listen to this video. I don't know how this guy voted. I'm not sure. I'm relatively confident most of his union supported Joe Biden. This is this guy talking about thousands of people now being laid off because, again, they didn't think strategically. They thought emotionally. The Scranton kids sniffed my hair, rubbed my shoulders. He told me he's a union backer. He told me his dad stayed up at night thinking about jobs. So he was all about the unions. Yeah, now he fired you. Check this out. The numbers of jobs are, are thousands of jobs. There's, there's Michaels. There's Precision Pipeline. Um that we affected that the pipeline was going to be constructed. Um, the actions that were happened recently, we were doing station work. There's hundreds of guys that got laid off for that Tuesday. Are any live in Wisconsin? Or yes, a lot of them live in Wisconsin. It's the triumph of emotion over incentives. Not recognizing that we live in a constrained world where human beings respond to incentives that they will manipulate your emotions to gain power. And when they gain power, they will do everything they can to keep it. Biden responded to very simple incentives that conservatives saw coming a mile away before the election. The incentives are this. The Democrat Party has been hijacked by the far left. The far left hates petroleum resources, the energy business, the oil and gas business. They hate them because they're communists, the new left. And being that the communists who hate the energy business took over the Democrat Party, strategically, it's in Biden's interest because he thinks he'll gain more voters by appealing to the communists on the left, by canceling a pipeline than he will by appeasing union voters and actually doing the same thing, which is letting the country build pipelines instead of transporting oil and gas by train, which is far more dangerous. That's strategy, thinking strategy. Biden was thinking strategically because he responds to incentives. But the Layuna people responded to emotion. Donald Trump sends mean tweets. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? He tweeted at two o'clock in the morning about Joe Scarborough. I can't vote for Donald Trump. Now you're out of a job. It's not funny. Not celebrating that. There's no shouting fraud here. Oh, good. You got what you know. You didn't get what you deserve. You didn't deserve this. You work for a living. And I'm never going to fall into that trap either. These are fellow Americans. They made a bad decision. All I'm asking you to do is to learn from your decision. Start thinking strategically. Stop thinking emotionally. It's because a guy sniffs your hair and rubs your shoulders and tells you he's in it for labor does not mean you understand the incentives. Think strategically. What are the incentives the guy you're going to vote for? What are his incentives to help you? His incentives to help the Keystone Pipeline workers who endorsed this guy, some of them, his incentives to help you were zero. It was more of a benefit to him to appeal to the lunatic fringe of the Democrat Party, which you empowered by in turn endorsing Biden, who was going to fold the minute he got in office. Start thinking strategy. Stop thinking emotionally. Oh, Donald Trump was mean. Joe Biden was so nice yesterday to a reporter at the press conference. Yeah, he also got you fired from your job. This follows up nicely with my next story. Again, available in the show notes for you to read. I strongly encourage you to read the whole thing. Town Hall Finance. 
Charles, is that Breyer? Close enough. Sorry, Charles. What is it? Teleprompter smaller than my other one. Headline, read this story. Again, strategy, not emotion. Strategy wins. Strategy wins. Emotion helps, but strategy wins. Because emotion forces you to action. Action forces you to develop a strategy. Here's the piece, Town Hall Finance. Stop griping about big tech and start voting your shares. Folks, I put my money where my mouth is. I've been involved in multiple alternatives to big tech companies. I put a lot of money into it. A lot. Because action matters and strategy matters. You need to think strategically too. What's the gist of this piece at Town Hall? I want you to read the whole thing. That leftists for decades now have been using their money Buying stock in these publicly traded companies, Twitter and Facebook, they're publicly traded. They're not private companies anymore. They're private in the sense of non-government, that they're non-government actors, but not private in the sense you would think in SEC terms. They're publicly traded companies. Liberals for years are smart. I'm not talking about liberal voters like Layuna. Sorry, you guys fell for the emotion trap. I'm talking about liberal politicians aiming to take power. They're strategically smart. They don't cleave off into the leftist patriot party. They stay aligned and no Democrats are really Republicans. And this is how they take power and do what they want to do seemingly all the time. It's time to stop complaining and it's time to replicate genius and not invent mediocrity. How do we replicate genius? The left has been buying up via pension funds through liberal donor, liberal, uh, uh, liberal billionaires for years, buying influence on corporate boards, which simultaneously go, turn into woke topians, like Matt Gates calls them. And these corporate boards on these big tech companies and suppressed conservatives. And as I discussed on yesterday's show, in the most important segment we did during yesterday's show, they then, like Mark Zuckerberg, take the millions that they make and they give it to these private organizations that do voter turnout for Democrats. Why are we inventing mediocrity? Replicate genius. Why can't we do the same thing? We work for a living. Some of you despite your protestations towards these big tech companies, some of you in your stock portfolio own some of it. Right, listen, that's up to you. I can't tell you what to do. Some of you have stock in Twitter, in Facebook, in Alphabet, which is Google's company. Some of you are very wealthy. Some of you out there listening have millions of dollars in stock in this. You get those shareholder initiatives in the mail? Better look at those. I don't want to do that, Dan. Okay. The left's been doing it for years. How do you think they get all these people on corporate boards that then vote to turn their companies, private companies and publicly traded companies into, into woke-topian machines, attacking conservatives at every turn and donating, donating to leftist causes? Why? Because strategy. Talk is cheap. Emotion's a wonderful thing. I have a lot of it if you're a regular listener of my show. But emotion's not going to win this game. Strategy's going to win this game. All the emotion in the world never won any strategic battle on a battlefield. Tacticians won. People with strategy won. 
It's not a coincidence that the strongest, fastest people in the world can all be placed on the same football team, and with a terrible coach, they'll be 0-16. Strategy. It's time to start voting your shares. Or, as I intend to do shortly, sell them. Sell all of them. Uh, I don't want to lose money, Dan. You want to lose your country? It's happening. Showing you again the triumph of emotion over reason. People who were suckered by Joe Biden, the most corrupt president to ever enter office. Not the most corrupt president in office. That was Barack Obama. The most corrupt president to ever enter office. Unquestionably, the big guy. Oh, but he's a nice guy. He's not a nice guy. Stop. Don't be a sucker. That's emotional. That's not strategic. This guy is in hock to China. He's the big guy, Joe Biden. He was paid off by a communist government and the largest uh, enemy, most dangerous enemy is a country we've had in decades since the early Soviet Union. But again, people fell for the emotion of Joe Biden. Oh, he's a calming influence. Calming how? He's going to sell this out to the Russians and the Chinese? <laughs> hey, it'll stop the Cold War. He already sold this out. Here's a video of Joe Biden, people who bought the emotion rather than the strategy. Joe Biden talking about executive orders. How terrible executive. Oh, my gosh. Executive orders. This isn't a monarchy. This is him. I think it was even Stephanopoulos or something. This is right before the election. Check this out. So there's not going to be any delay on the tax increases. No. Well, I got to get the votes. I got to get the votes. That's why, you know, the one thing that I I have this strange notion. We are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus. So let's go to the dictator scorecard. Joe Biden's words, not mine. Um, executive orders, things you can't do by uh, legislation, you do by executive orders are the hallmark of a dictator. He just said that. He just, he just, he just said that. I'm not a dictator. You know, things we have to get done through the legislative process. Clearly indicating he prefers not to do executive orders. Uh, here's a screenshot from Fox News after the first three days in office. Um, how many executive orders did Joe Biden sign? Again, this was a, supposedly the sign of a dictator. Oh, 19. 19 dictatorial executive orders. Wow. I guess you fell for that emotion. Huh? Democrats who voted for this, like the Layuna guys and ladies out there, lost your jobs. Sorry. It's not funny. It's a fact. 19. How many did Trump sign his first three days? Uh, one. One. I thought, wait, I thought Trump was the fascist. I thought we were told that by the left. Biden, 19. Trump, one. Obama, five. Bush, zero. Clinton, one. Fascinating. Fascinating how that whole thing worked out. Again, people who fell for the emotion, not the strategy. I didn't forget the bagel story, by the way. Oh my gosh, I didn't even get to my, thank you. Thank you for the reminder, Paula. I didn't even get to my uh, my third sponsor. Whew. Wasn't for my wife, I'd be lost. I'll get to the bagel story next. And then uh, another appeal to emotion through identity politics. For a guy, maybe the better question with this guy, wait till I get to this one is, what isn't white supremacy to this guy? Would that be a fair question based on this guy's tweets? You'll see, you don't want to miss that. It, it, unbelievable. Everything apparently is white supremacy, this new congressman. Bizarre. And I will tell you the bagel story. My Patriot Supply is America's leader in survival food. Their mission is your survival. For the last 12 years, they've supplied millions of people like you and me. I have tons of this stuff all over my house because I want to be prepared. Survival food. It's important. You ensure everything in your lives that matters. Ensure your food supply. 
Insure your food supply today. You have health insurance, you have house insurance, get insure your food supply. I've arranged for you to save $70 on my Patriot Supply's popular four-week kit of delicious, nutritious food that gives you 2,000 calories a day. Four weeks of food is the minimum, minimum you should have, and you should have a kit for every member of your family. This four-week supply kit makes it easy. Go today, don't wait, to preparewithdan.com and make the smartest decision of your life right now. Get a four-week kit for each member of your family. Go today to, don't forget the URL, go to preparewithdan.com, save $70 per kit today. I have my supply of so much of this. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you? It'd be a shame if you didn't have yours. Again, go to preparewithdan.com, preparewithdan.com, get that four-week kit today, save $70 per kit. Thanks, my Patriot Supply. All right, so before I get to the bagel story, because it's important. So this was a tweet, again, showing you how Democrats only appeal to emotion, Um, and lose the strategy and leave it behind. There is a new congressman from New York, uh, a man by the name of Jamal Bowman. And uh, here's a series of, of, of tweets he put out. And in those tweets, I guess a better question to ask is not, you know, uh, what is white supremacy according to Jamal Bowman, but what isn't. So Jamal Bowman, the filibuster, is a pillar upholding white supremacy. It's time to end it. Jamal Bowman. The Electoral College is a pillar upholding white supremacy. It's time to abolish it. This is not a joke, folks. Jamal Bowman. Student loan debt is a pillar of upholding white supremacy. He had it upholding it. He threw that in. He had to change it up a little bit. It's time to cancel all of it. This is an actual congressman um, from New York showing you again how all of these Democrat, radical, liberal communists rely on emotion, rely on manipulating your emotion to get you to do things that are strategically not in your interest, like voting Democrat, so they can raise your taxes, fire you from your job, send your kid to a crappy school, take over your health care system and regulate you to death. They get you to vote against your strategic interest by appealing to your emotion. If you happen to be a minority voter or a Hispanic voter and you voted for this man, Jamal Bowman, You're reading that like, oh my gosh, Jamal Bowman, he's so smart. All of this stuff is white supremacy, student loans are white supremacy. He's going to save us against that. And it forces you to think with emotion rather than strategy. So you vote for people like Jamal Bowman that then push for you to get fired from your pipeline job somewhere in Nebraska, Wisconsin, or elsewhere. Because you fell for it. It's a scam. It's always been a scam. All right, uh, I have this, a couple things. First, um, quick notes. Joe, be like sticky notes again. Remember sticky notes? Man, you got to be an old school listener for that one. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> you sound like the guy in Trading Places when Eddie Murphy walks in the cell. Because karate man, yeah. Yeah. Remember, Sticky Notes was back in the day. You got to be like one of our original hundred listeners to remember Sticky Notes. But this is quick, some quick Sticky Notes. First, herd immunity is back. Paul, it's back. You weren't allowed to talk about herd immunity before the election. You were like a, waste, a racist or a white supremacist or something like that. Remember that herd immunity? Dr. Scott Atlas, genius Hoover Institution, was advising President Trump on the coronavirus. Great man. Brought up herd immunity and media went wild. Herd immunity is back. It's all over social media now. People talking about how oh, it's herd, we're going to reach herd immunity. So now you can do it because Biden's president and they don't need to call anybody a racist or a white supremacist anymore. That's back. 
So on this bagel story, Paula wanted me to tell you. So yesterday I read this story. This is where I go into like the Dan Bongino segment of the show where I relay personal stories that I think are amusing. So we finally got media coverage of Hunter Biden. You know, Hunter Biden, the, the naked guy in the videos with the uh, the crack pipe and stuff like that. You know, that guy. Um, the one who was involved in all those shady deals with overseas enemies in the United States. The media is finally covering Hunter Biden. They're like, really, Dan? The media is waking up and they're doing a, a uh, hot wash of the Hunter Biden situation? No, not that one. They don't really care about Hunter Biden and the family corruption of the Biden crime family. Apparently, Joe Biden went to church on Sunday as president and- you know, me being a former agent, I remember those those visits. They were usually across the street, but Biden goes to a different church, not the one across the street from the White House. So there's a motorcade. So on the way back, the big story was Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. They stopped at a bagel store, a bagel store. I think it's called, excuse me, Call Your Mother or something like that. The bagels I hear are excellent, which is great. I grew up around a bagel store. They stopped there and the media went wild. Hunter Biden needed to stop after church, told him, you go stop at that bagel store so we can pick up food. This was the story, not that Hunter Biden basically sold the United States out, selling access to his dad for to uh, foreign enemies of the United States. The story the New York Post had dropped off at Twitter. Not that story. They're like, what? Like, an, a, what a townie, like what a local guy. Joe Biden's so cool. Donald Trump never ate in the local spots. Hunter Biden stopping for bagels. This is so cool. And then we find out later that one of the owners of the bagel store is actually an advisor to the Biden administration. So stopping at the bagel store wouldn't ensure they got really cool press coverage all the time. That's kind of weird. But that's not what I want to tell you about. I told Paula this last night. She's like, you should tell your audience that. Do you have any idea the security nightmare this guy probably created, Hunter Biden, this silly, broken man for telling the motorcade coming back from church to go stop at a bagel store in what we would call an OTR and off the record movement. You have any idea? Now, that would be the story if it was the Trump administration. Trump caused a security nightmare by diverting motorcade to bagel store because he wanted to eat a bagel. And by the way, he's got a terrible diet, too. But no, the story about is how Biden, he's such an in-town kind of classy guy. Look at him supporting local businesses. It goes to show you what hacks the media are. Well, why would it cause a security nightmare? Well, let me let you know a little secret. Not really a secret, but those in-town movements, we call them in-towns when you're in Washington, D.C., are always a nightmare. Why? Because a lot of the guys who get transferred in to the detail, the protective detail to work the president, are not from Washington, D.C. Matter of fact, probably 99% of them are from out of town. So they don't really know Washington, D.C. that well. They drive around the streets, but what they'll do typically is, you know, they'll run the route. They'll run alternate routes to a spot with the church where Biden went. They'll know routes to the hospital, secure zones and all that stuff. But they don't know the layout of the city like a native of Washington, D.C. would. Most of you in your hometown just instinctively know where to go. You've taken every street a thousand times. So when you tell a new agent to the detail, like, hey, uh, I think we want to divert the motorcade off to a bagel store before we go back to the White House. Do you have any idea the panic this guy probably induced? We're going to a bagel store. Do you have any idea how many people were probably Google mapping that bagel store? Because it most likely was not in the plan. All because Joe Biden's buddy who owns a bagel store wanted to have Hunter Hunter, you know, the the, uh, the sellout who sold us out to foreign interests, wanted to have Hunter go in and grab a coffee and bagels. But again, the media doesn't care about any of that story. 
the whole story is about how cool and, and hip Joe Biden was. What a joke. All right, let me get to my next sponsor, and then I want to wrap up the show with this Just the News story by John Solomon. Uh, it's it's uh, important. I know many of you, and I understand, I know um, a lot of you don't want updates on Spygate anymore, and I candidly don't blame you. But, you know, it's important we just quickly go over this so you understand the scam, the absolute scam that happened in some small hope that the exposure will stop it from happening again. Let me get to our last sponsor. Helix Sleep. What's the difference with Helix Sleep mattresses, right? You know, you always want to tell people about a really cool product. Well, what makes the product cool? Well, you know, when you go into a mattress store, you're buying a mattress that was built for someone else, right? They didn't know you were coming in. Well, with Helix, you're getting a mattress you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. How's that? Well, everybody's unique and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down. If you sleep hot like I do, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz. I was matched with the Midnight Lux. We love it because I wanted something firm. It's been great for me with my arthritis. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but again, I have bad shoulders. I need that. I don't like the loosey goosey mattress. I love my Midnight Lux. Customized for me because I took the quiz, the two minute sleep quiz. It's been awesome getting these unboxing videos from many of you who've emailed us, getting the Helix mattress of your dream. So if you're looking for a mattress, just take the quiz. Order the mattress you're matched to and the mattress comes right to your door. Ship for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Don't waste your time. Helix is terrific. Don't take my word for it, though. They were awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by both GQ and Wired Magazine. They have a 10-year warranty. They're so confident in their product, you get to try it out for a 100-night uh, sleep trial risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. You will. You will love it. A lot of you send me the videos. Helix offers exclusive discounts because they care for military, first responders, teachers, and students. It's been a great sponsor for us for a long time. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners today at helixsleep.com slash Dan. Go today, get $200 off your mattress orders at helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Go today. Okay. Final story. Again, I know a lot of you are skeptical and I am with you a thousand percent and are tired of this story, but we have had some new documentation come out. It's not as necessarily eye-opening, but it proves my point about the entire spying operation on the Trump team, what we call Spygate. That the left's, again, strategy, strategy. They always outfox us with strategy because they rely on suckering people with emotion and we can't fall prey to this. I can't say if there's one theme to today's show, we have to stop the emotion and think strategically in the future. The left's strategy about Spygate was clear. I, Joe, me, Paula, Drew, everyone involved with the show, we've been talking about this forever. They dripped, dripped, and dripped the fact out that they spied on the Trump team. And now that we're getting all these documents that have finally come out and been exposed, what's everybody saying? Move on.org is Joey's move on. It's time to move on, folks. We already knew all this stuff. No, we didn't. And I'm not going to stop talking about it because we are living in a de facto right now police state where uh, folks in the FBI and our intelligence community got away with one of the, the most brutal civil rights violation and most impactful we've seen in modern American history based on its scale. When it comes to the abuse and weaponization of government spying powers. Here's another article in the show notes by justthenews.com, a John Solomon site. 
This is actually a piece by Johnny. He has a number of writers over there. Declassified. The Russia informant transcript the FBI didn't want Americans to see. In a secretly recorded talk with informer Stefan Halper, Carter Page dispelled key Russia collusion allegations before the FISA warrant was even approved. Folks, we knew a lot of this before, but now we have the transcript. How devastating is this? Well, we know the FBI used the spy, Stefan Halper. I'll show you a little screenshot from that for a minute in case you're, you know, one of these liberals who thinks like, oh, we didn't spy. That's a, that's a, oh, that's a, like a spy theory. Yeah, okay. Go back to bed. Sleepy time now. Now we actually have the transcript of when an FBI spy, Stefan Halper, had a recording device on. He met up with Carter Page, who had worked for the Trump team at one point, was recording for the FBI. And the key component of the allegation made against Carter Page was that Carter Page, when he worked for the Trump team, was involved in this bribe where the Russians were trying to bribe him via stakes in an oil company. They were going to give him stakes in an oil company, a whole bunch of money. It would have amounted to billions of dollars in exchange for getting influence in the Trump campaign. It's as simple as that. So what's weird is the FBI uses this spy, Stefan Halper. He goes in with a recording device to talk to Page about those exact allegations. And you would think being that the FBI got a FISA warrant that clearly, clearly Page must have said, yes, yes, I was cutting this bribe, this deal with the Russians to help them out. But that's not exactly what he said. Let's go to the John Solomon piece. Interesting. This is on the recording in the transcript we have now of Halper talking to Page. He says, quote, but perhaps most significant is Carter Page's flat denial that he never even met in July of 2016 in Russia with the two key sanctioned officials, the ones that were allegedly trying to bribe him, oil executive Igor Sechin and Russian Federation official, official Igor Divyekin. Page's contact with the two men was alleged in both the Steele dossier and the FBI's FISA warrant application dated October 21st, 2016, just four days after Halper's interactions. Weird. Page acknowledged to Halper that he knew Sechin worked for Rosneft, but insisted he never met the Russian executive. He added he didn't even recognize Divyekin's name. So, just to be clear, four days after this interaction, four for the liberals watching, if Joe Biden's watching, four, four days after this recorded conversation, where an FBI spy is talking to Carter Page and Carter Page is saying, I never met these two Russians that everybody's accusing me of, 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 uh, of, of is accusing of bribing me to get influence with the Trump campaign when I was there. I've never even met them. He says it on a recording to an FBI spy. And four days later, the FBI swears he still did this deal with the Russians, with two Russians he's never even met and said so on a tape. Nothing wrong, Libs. I know you're police state hacks. You hate this country and everything it stands for. You far leftists. I get it. But I thought, I thought the ACLU and the real liberals out there, not the leftist communists, real liberals who believed in things like, you know, free speech and they, they believe in the ability to burn the flag right free speech it's free speech but they don't believe in free speech when it's the trump team matter of fact they actively promote and defend government spying on them now why was that allegation of carter page being bri bribed by divyekin and Sechin, two people he's acknowledged on a tape he's never even met in his life why was that allegation so important well, folks, you have to remember, in order to get a FISA warrant to spy on an American, you have to prove two things, not one. For the FBI to spy on you for being a spy, you have to prove for a foreign government, they have to prove two things, not one. Number one, they have to 
provide probable cause in the warrant, to be precise, that you are, number one, an agent of a foreign power. You may say, Dan, that's not enough. Carter Page, they they could have alleged he was an agent of Russia. Ladies and gentlemen, there are agents of foreign powers all the time in the United States. Foreign diplomats, lobbyists. It's not illegal to be an agent. I know that sounds bad, an agent of a foreign power. That's not illegal. That's not even remotely grounds to get a FISA warrant. Every diplomat for Russia and China in the United States would be under arrest. They're an agent of a foreign power, right? That's not enough. You need the second part too. To get a FISA warrant to spy on Americans, you need to prove both. They are an agent of a foreign power and they are doing so in that role in violation of some U.S. law. What does that have to do with the allegation that Carter Page was bribed by these Russian oil executives to gain influence with Russia in the Trump campaign? Because it's not that he was talking to Sechin or Divyekin, which he wasn't. He never met them. But it's not that he was talking to them that's illegal. Tons of people talk to Russian oil executives. There's nothing illegal about that. The illegality was the violation alleged of U.S. law, which was the bribe. And they could never, ever prove the bribe. Because Carter Page never met the two Russians alleged to bribe him, ever. And the FBI swore to it anyway. And yes, they did spy. Here's a document I got a hold of yesterday. Hat tips, Svetlana Lakova. The Crossfire Hurricane team had met with this source who will install audio and video recording devices in uh, Redacted in order to record the meetings with Carter Page. They're talking about Halper. Redundant systems will be utilized and the confidential human source will be wearing recording devices on his person. The Crossfire Hurricane team will be present on, it's redacted, in order to live monitor the conversation between the CHS and Crossfire Dragon. The CH team will minimize any conversation when the CHS is not present. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, right there in writing in official FBI documents that the FBI had wired up a source to go talk to a member of the Trump team, Carter Page, precisely because at one point he was a member of the Trump team. What we would call, in common sense, everyday language, spying. But keep it up, folks. Keep calling it a conspiracy theory. Idiots. Not you, the radical communists who are protecting government spying now. (laughs) Make that your campaign slogan. Government spying. If it's for me, it's for everyone. It's wonderful. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. A couple of asks. Uh, I would really appreciate your support on BonginoReport.com. We've been growing like mad. It is your alternative to the Drudge Report. It's like your morning newspaper. Get up in the morning, bookmark it. Go to BonginoReport.com. I promise you it's the best conservative news of the day. Thank you to Brian, who emails me a lot for your feedback. He loves BonginoReport.com. I appreciate your nice feedback on it. We have people working 24 hours a day to get you the best conservative news there. BonginoReport.com. Also, please subscribe to How many? Um, let's see how many we have. How many subscribers we have now? Sorry, but I'm going to. Let's see. 1.3 million. There you go. And Rumble. 1.3 million subscribers. If you want to watch the video version of our show, it is free. It is at no charge to you whatsoever. Just go to your web browser, go to rumble.com slash Bongino, and there's a subscribe button right there. Join our community of 1.3 million people. Look at those view counts. 
223,000 views, 237,000. This is all you, 252,000, 280,000. That's a bigger audience than some cable news shows midday, just on the video version alone. alone. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Go today, subscribe. Let's get to 1.5 and 2 million. Um, that way we can go on a platform that supports free speech like Rumble and not have to worry about these YouTube clowns anymore. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.